Welcome to the Talk Around Your Town. It's Saturday night. You know, we're going to turn up from 9 to 11. And we got a special guest in the house tonight, Miss Fran. Hi. You can catch her show each and every Saturday from what time? Well, from 8 o'clock until you get here. And, that's what <laughs> and Fran has very interesting topics that you might want to check out and tune into and um, enjoy our shows. So, you know, um, we're going to start a conversation off tonight with a little bit of relationship uh, things. As always. As always. Okay. I don't know why. But <laughs> we're going to be late seeing a fight tonight. So, you know, shout out to the people that. What fight? Uh, um, Earl Spencer fight tonight. Oh, one of those. Hey, Tune in. Where you at? You're going to make us come find you, woman. But anyway. Um, we're going to talk about, I guess, uh, you know, um, you were saying something in your last show that I caught the tail end of about, uh, I guess, dates or, or relationships or... Is chivalry dead? Um, dating is something that is, you know, kind of dead now. People don't really take the time to court people or whatever or take the time to necessarily use a date for what it's for, to sit down and get to know each other as opposed to go somewhere, apply each other with drinks and have a one night stand, you know. And um, I think it gets harder as you get older. Lots of people have baggage that they come with, but Absolutely. you know, it, that's the hardest part. But my talk was what about when these two people don't have any baggage and they're both kind of unicorns and, and if they're meant to be, you know, what what are men waiting on? Oh, they're waiting because they can continue to have relationships and kids throughout until they're 80. Whereas women, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us to have kids right now, to get married right now, or whatever. I'm not saying that I put that pressure on myself, but it's kind of like, what are men waiting for? If you see that that's the woman that is the best for you and you want to be with her, what, why are all these extra games, mixed messages, stipulations going on? Well, you can, you can, uh I'm gonna go from my past. Like I had somebody that was real cool with me, and you know we hung out all the time, every day. You know, did we did have fun? But it was something to me. It was something about her why I couldn't be in a relationship with her. Okay. You know, and it it was just maybe she was too turned up, or maybe too ghetto, or maybe my not mature enough. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I just kept her around as a friend. I mean, she's still a good friend to this day, but, like, we wasn't compatible as far as relationship-wise. Friend-wise, homie-wise, cool, but friend-wise, we wasn't compatible. But a lot of guys are, um, they haven't matured yet, so. Even when they're into our age? Yeah. You should. I figured maybe you should know what you want when you're, you know, close to being in your 40s and, you know, have seen it all and done it all. You know, wouldn't this be the respective time for you to be like, okay, well, you know, maybe I should find the one for me. And I, I'm again, I don't know anything about that. I never had to be attached to people to anyone. So, you know, I've never been a relationship type of person until now. I think, okay, again, I have almost everything chased all my dreams, you know, you gotta have, you wanna have somebody that you can share that with, you know, but it seems like, you know, men either want two extremes, they want somebody to give up all their dreams, you know, and sit at home and have their babies and, and do all this type of thing and completely just be about that person or they're looking for, you know, their equal, 
And even when they find both those things, they find a reason to maybe sabotage that. Well, I rather um, a female that I'm in a relationship should be independent, have her own business mind, you know, um, be striving and have goals. You know, I, I want a woman to be working for her own independence. And we just come together as a team and make the dream work. You know, um, some, like I said, some men just love to play. Some men, it's hard for them to get that uh, man's nature out of them. Just like some women, it's hard for them to get that nature out of them. They like to play and still have somebody too. You know, it's, it's different strokes for different folks. True. Every person in life that you meet is not meant to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Some people are meant to be friends. Right. Some people are meant to be in your life for a reason, you know, um, or maybe just a season. You know, it's like a lot of young dudes don't do court nowadays. Older dudes do it because they want to know where you're at mentally. Right. They want to know what makes you tick, where you stand at, you know, what, where you're vulnerable at, what. Like, they just want to know different things. So they play games just to see your breaking point or just to see how strong you are, just to see if you are the person for them. But women do the same thing. Of course. But, you know, we talked about it before. We talked about it last week. You know, of course I spent, not of course, but I spent a long time dating 10 years younger, you know, just because the thrill of it. And it was fun. And it's like, okay, there's not a lot of, you know, you don't have to be completely, you can still be independent because, you know, you don't have a lot in common with that person so you kind of know it's not really going to go anywhere. You learn that it's not going to go anywhere, you know, with the younger generation. It was fun and everything. So then, of course, I stopped doing that, you know, because I don't want to raise anybody's son. You know, you get tired of doing that. And the same thing when it goes for you dating somebody who's younger. But then if you're dating somebody who's grown and, a, and an adult man, and, and people can look at me and say, wow, you're 36 years old, you've never been married, you don't have any kids, like, what is wrong with you? So it's kind of like we kind of look at, I, you know, some of us would look at this man like, okay, you're such and such age, you don't have any kids, you've never been married, like <coughs> what's really wrong, what's really going on? Well, I have had a relationship where it's though, um, good people that have a good heart, you know, they've, were like, good people, business-minded and everything, but you ever heard of saying damaged goods? Yes. Like they could have went through so much in their past that it's hard to repair them today. And, and they you carry could, that. And they carry it. So every time you do the slightest thing, it reminds them of something in their past. Gotcha. You know, and, you know, a lot of women in society have been raped, abused, um, battered, and different things. So it's hard. Like you got to do a lot. You got to really gain a woman's trust or interest or really break through them barriers. You know what I mean? Because people put their defenses up. True, true. You know, and it takes time. Like, I used to say it, if a woman is single, no kids, and, and she's, you know, not really dating or doing anything, either she's working on her goals or she might be crazy. <laughs> you know, um, because, I mean, my opinion, a lot of women are crazy in their own way. You know, just like a lot of dudes are crazy in their own way coming from a woman's perspective. Right. You know, um... So maybe when, since you make a, re a really good point, because a lot of women do have these traumas that they go through and carry that on to the next relationship, and, and you know, men are kind of afraid to, you know, like maybe they're towing that line or walking on eggshells because they know that maybe they don't want to trigger these things, and maybe 
as a woman, we should probably look at the man in that way. Well, maybe he has been through this with a crazy possessive woman or a depressed woman or, you know, somebody who likes to fight all the time or somebody who, you know, just whatever, you know, and maybe I should, instead of looking at it, I think maybe I would put a lot of pressure sometimes and thinking, okay, and overthinking things a lot. Okay, well, maybe he thinks this and maybe he thinks that as opposed to just like maybe I need to stop and look inward and maybe he feels this way or maybe he's been through such, you know, but, you know, it's hard and I was talking about this in my show. We are in the business of communications. Like this is what we do. We communicate with the public and the masses and it's so easy. But then when it comes down to a relationship with another person, the communication sucks. It's horrible, or it may not be there. The communication could be good, but and you could be, um, you know, giving your message to the person and relaying it or whatever. But sometimes people are set in their ways. You know what I mean? It's hard to change a person. You know, you. It, sometimes, like I said, it's time you know can heal everything. Sometimes you got to go through the ups and downs, bumps and bruises. Because they might feel like, man, I'm not going to do this or do that because they're not listening or not doing this and that. You know, and at the same time, that, that's not fixing a problem. That's only making a problem worse. But at the end of the day, if you were a person, you give them your all, you know what I mean? You still got, like, I done been through so much in my past where it's though, I don't look for the hurt, but if it come, I'll be like, damn. Well, I ain't gonna say hurt, it could be a disappointment. And I'll be like, damn, I look at this shit. And then as soon as I do something, they'll be like, damn, look at this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's, it's a relationship thing. It's kind of, y'all gotta be willing to compromise. Meet somewhere down the road and you know try to make it work. It might be some things that she might not like, that I like. There might be some things you like that I don't like. You feel what I'm saying? Right. What is a relationship anyway but attaching yourself to someone constantly, 24 hours a day, looking for confirmation that you, what, can be loved? Not necessarily. I mean, a relationship to me is um, I'm not lonely at night. You feel what I'm saying? I, I don't have to keep bringing somebody phone, say if they coming out tonight, if I can get my thing off. Mm-hmm. Well, I can go in the house and lay with mine. Mm-hmm. You see, and have that assurance that, okay, I, I can sleep peaceful at night without worrying about, you know, who gonna lay beside me. Cause we, we, get, we all get lonely, we human. True. You know, and we all need, sometimes just need a hug or a kiss or just for a person in their life to take the extra step. You know, and sometimes it doesn't happen either. You know what I mean? It, it can go either way. But that's what builds, like a relationship is nothing but a bond. It's nothing but a friendship, and y'all just took it to another level. Because my opinion is you got to be friends with somebody before you be in a relationship with somebody. Right. That's how I feel. As it should be. I don't want to just meet her, sleep with her tonight, and then we're in a relationship. I don't even know you. That I kind of see that kind of being the expectations a lot in what I see in, in social 
um, you know, social environments and things, people start backwards. You know, they have sex and then they try to build relationship after that because they're compatible sexually. And I don't think that that necessarily works all the time, but sometimes it does work out, you know, True. for people. Um, whereas, like, I don't want to do it backwards. You know what I mean? Just kind of like, like I didn't have any kids and then, you know, do all these things backwards. I kind of want to do it in a certain procession, you know, sure, sure. and get to know that person, then maybe get married, then have kids or whatever. And that's not necessarily a normal thing, or I'm not going to call that a normal thing or whatever, because most of us didn't come from that. Um, but with that said, am I wrong to still hope for that, you know? Well, and, and can I meet a man who is willing to, to do that and look past sexual desires to get to know me as opposed to us actually sitting down and then being so shocked that I have, you know, something to say. That you're educated. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think it'll happen in time. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can't look for it and let it come to you. Right. You know, sometimes when you look for it, you're going to find the worst of the worst. Or how they say when a person first meets a person, they bring their A-game. But once you get past the mask, then you're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I done got myself into like some of my good relation, well, relationships that started out good end up being some of my worst relationships. The people that I have took the time to get to know, we kind of had a better understanding, a better bond, a better history because we know each other. I'm not saying it always works, right. but you kind of know, you kind of like, I might say something and you finish my sentence mm -hmm. type of thing. or. I might be just be walking and make a face expression and you already know what I'm thinking because we done been around each other. Right. Whereas though I'm with a person I really don't know, I make a certain face expression. If she ain't in tune with me and I ain't in tune with her, she missed it. Right. I might have to say, get out and run. They shooting. You know, we do live in the city. Yeah. So sometimes, but if we on point and we vibing together, you might grab me and say, watch out because I ain't paying attention. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a lot of, relationships are complicated. Relationships can be tricky because when you think something is not going your way, it actually could be. We just set our expectations too high. And when we set our expectations too high, people tend to let us down. Well, why should I have to lower mine, though? Do you know what I mean? It's not really lowering them. It's just you keeping it balanced. Yeah. You keeping it balanced until, you know, the sunshine. Because every, everything in life, you got to go through the storm, it's going to rain, it's gonna, the sun going to shine. There will be trials and tribulations with everything in life. Right. And it's basically a learning experience because you learn from experiencing things. And true. And I think because I'm such a, because I was such a late bloomer, and like I was saying to him earlier that I didn't start dating or any of that stuff, so I was 18, and then I immediately was engaged to somebody older. So I never had the chance to really go out there and, you know, actually you know build relationships with people or, or with men and things like that so being so late in the game I'm just like okay I've learned over the course of all these years from everybody else what to do and what not to do in their relationships because I've watched it you know and well, what makes men tick and what makes women petty what all these different things you know but let me ask you this how many uh, male friends or female friends do you have good rapport with like in a sexual way mm, just you know, a lot of my friendships and relationships, this now, right now in my life, are um, pretty surface 
friendships and relationships. It's, you know, media people and, you know, celebrity type of things or whatever. None of them, I don't really have re anymore, and I say that in a good way because this time last year and the year before that, I was so drunk and so, you know, out of it that I was, everybody was my friend. You know what I mean? I was the life of the party and, you know, everybody knew that I was always going to take everything, you know, just light work and this and that. But once I finally got clear eyes and, you know, realized everybody around me was somebody that I partied with and got fucked up with, you know, and toxic to me, you know. So now, again, it's starting over and building friendships and relationships that have nothing to do with this industry, nothing to do with alcohol, nothing to do with drugs, just organic experiences. So and that's not easy. Let me ask you this. How do you treat yourself? Are you a friend to yourself? Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everybody else shouldn't even matter. True. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't have any, you know, insecurities anymore, whatever. It took a long time to get here. I know my worth now. I know, you know, what I, and I project that and, and give other people that same, you know, you Energy. should know your worth. You should, you know, you don't need to be attached to anybody, you know, to feel good about yourself. You shouldn't, you know what I mean, right. um, at the same token. So these organic relationships and, and friendships I'm trying to build, it's, it's really difficult. It, it's yeah, hard, Because you know? where you might be stronger, they might be weaker. Right. And that's another thing that um, happens in a relationship. You know, you might have two people with a strong backbone, but they're weak in certain areas. And one compensates the other. You know, like, you might have a great person that's financially doing bad, but they're a great person. Right. You might have the partner that's financially doing good and need that type of person in their life. You know, it, I mean, or you might have two opposites of track, or you might have two knuckleheads together. I mean, it happens. Well, I'm hoping that I can for pass, you know, uh, surpass all the knuckleheads and just, you know, of course, again, you would like kiss some frogs or whatever before you find your prince or whatever. But it's just like, you know, it's annoying. But I guess that's, you know, again, I don't look for it. I don't search for it. I just took time out of my usual independence or fuck these dudes to actually sit down and get to know someone. And it's just, I don't like somebody to look past what I have to offer and then just kind of be like reject, you know, reject me in a certain way so I don't, maybe don't put myself out there so I don't have to do that. So if I see a little bit of maybe he's not, I'm out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just so I can be out before. You get your feelings hurt. Right. And that's not, you know, healthy either. <coughs> and I, I kind of noticed that's what I was doing. So I'm not putting all the blame on this person. You know, I am saying that maybe my, like you said, my, you know, Sometimes, standards were too high, and you know. And life sometimes, especially when we're dealing with relationships, we take chances. You know, it, uh, some sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. That's just how love goes. You know, that's why I say heartbreak. You know, you get your heart broke, and, and you you dust your knees off, get back up, and try to find the next relationship, or not try to find it, but you mix and mingle until okay, I like that swag, I like this person. The way she dressed, the way she walked, the way she smelled, the way she looked, the way she carried herself. Let me let me entertain the idea and see if this works. That's true too. You probably can't find, you know, maybe the person for you until you go through all that stuff. You know, maybe sometimes you're gonna get your heart broken, sometimes you're gonna be rejected, and all these different things. And I'm just like, uh, I don't want to go through that. But that's normal. That's human. That's life, and that's what happens, you know. And I guess I might have to go through that, you know. But again, it's like I don't have all this time to waste, 
I'm starting either. to the clock is ticking. <laughs> it really is, you know, and I don't put those pressures on myself. Society right. puts those pressures on me. But at the same time, we still as women feel like, okay, time is slowly, you so know. So you didn't have a high school prom date or? I didn't go to my prom. Okay, no. what about college or? I, did, I skipped college, okay. you know, just to chase dreams okay. for 20 years. And I, and I don't regret any of that. I don't regret not having kids yet. I don't regret, you know, I, I was engaged and I was a runaway bride, but I don't regret that, you know. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Let's back up. Hold up, hold up. See, this way gets nitty and, and gritty. You was a runaway bride? Yeah, I mean, when you're 18 years old and you're dating somebody who's 27 years old and you, you know, are together because of things that are not healthy and toxic and whatever, you know, I chose to, and with somebody whose mother, we were two different nationalities, you know, that person was Puerto Rican, so there's a whole difference, you know, mm. and culture. They mm. want you to be barefoot and pregnant, and that's it. But I knew that I had so many more dreams, and I was a part right. of a relationship that wanted to kill those dreams so I could, you know what I mean, just have kids and stuff. And to this day, that person calls me and says I'm the one that got away, you know, 10, 15 years later. Mm -hmm. But I don't regret that, you know, and, and, you know, that person's not happy, you know, with whatever, but I'm not about to go backwards, you know. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I don't regret not getting married to that person because I don't want to be attached to somebody for convenience. Because they do certain things that do make me happy, but I know that they're not going to make me happy on a lot of huge levels. That's how I've always been. I'm very protective of my heart, and I'm very, True. you know, I just uh, I'm going to do what's best for my heart True. first, you know, right. um, right. and treat people in the way that I would want to be treated. You know what I mean? True. I mean, I try to treat everybody. You know, I like to laugh and joke and have fun. Be, you know, have fun and be sarcastic and, you know. Talk trash, as we say. Um, and I try to treat everybody the same with respect, even if I know she a hoe, even if I know it ain't going nowhere, you know what I mean? Unless she show me otherwise. Then she puts herself in a category because she showed me otherwise. Just like you would label a thief or rat, or, you know, stuff like that. But relationships, sometimes, like I said, you know, people's, people's put, but, uh, barriers in a way, and it takes a lot for a person to drop their guard for you to really let them in to get past certain things. Just like prime example, you meet somebody, y'all hitting it off, it's going good, it's nothing wrong in your eyes, and they eyes, y'all get all the way to the altar, and now you got to run away, brat. I mean, groom. You see what I'm saying? Now the roles are switched. Now you're like, dang, what I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It happens, like some people get cold feet. Relationships, even people that you friends with, it's still a relationship. Right. Your associates are still some type of relationship. You know, people you just run into that's acquaintances or whatever the case may be, like it's levels to it. That's why they're associates, friends, and so forth. Right. But I don't feel like I'm rambling. Well, you know, it's, it, Again, when you ask me if I have these personal friendships and relationships, you know, a lot of people love and respect me because I always show that and, and give them that and everything like that. Like, I don't, you know, there's a, but I spent a lot of years worried about what everybody else thought, what everybody else wanted, you know. It, was that person okay? Is this person okay? I've spent a lot of years in the D.C. area. I don't regret doing a lot of charity work and things like that. How are you? Um, but, it, you know, everything was for everybody else. And now that it's my turn and it's for me, it's like, 
you know, people are shocked and blown away. Well, why, who is she to start thinking about her own well-being and, you know, thinking about her own, you know, not being around toxic people and all these things or whatever. And, and that sucks, you know. People shouldn't want me to stay in a place where it was constantly about everybody else, you know. Well, I think... It's okay for me to be selfish this time around. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you got to do what makes you happy. If you're in a situation that's not healthy for you, eventually it gets old. You know, you can, I mean, or unless y'all both have patience with each other and can work it out. Right. You know what I mean? Because every relationship is not going to be squeaky clean. You know, it's just what it is. You know, um, like me and Ron was talking about this, or me and you and Ron was talking about the 60-40 or the 50-50 or the 100-100, long as it's not 80-20. You know, and I mean, long as it's not 70-30, 80-20, everything else could be worked out. You know, so it's all about finding that that balance, and you know, Ron has been here for the whole year I've been here, and and he's always gave me the best advice. You know what I mean? Just that that person will come, and it's somebody that you can just learn to to to, to be with and, and adapt to for for the rest of your life. Oh, we can play the dating game. I know a lot of few male friends that's very good people. No, really no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, but you well, know, I know I, some good people that maybe, you know, maybe by you so focused on your career, maybe you don't have time to get out and meet and interact with people. I mean, that's very true. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking it. I respect it to the fullest because I'd be on it so much too. I'm trying to see this money come in so I can have a spot like this, mm -hmm. you know, or more. You know, so I don't. Um, look at you no type of way because you focused on your dreams and goals. You have a lot of college students that do that. Right. They don't have, they might have little flings with people or a little boyfriend, a little girlfriend, whatever the case may be, but they be focused on their career. Mm -hmm. Until they get their career, they not really thinking about none of that. Like, right. prime example, like with some of my nieces, they be so focused on their careers and what they're trying to do and accomplish in life that Somebody catch their attention, mm, it's okay, you caught my attention, but how long are you going to hold my attention? Okay. Lots of times men are pretty um, intimidated by that, with somebody like me. Um, and they say it themselves, and so they're just like, well, I'm not even going to like try because I know that you have this career and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they're not necessarily talking to me about how they could maybe enhance that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Enhance it. Be a part of that. Let me bring you into this world and maybe show you. Yeah, you've definitely been in the wrong stores. We're going to bring <laughs> you to the right stores. <laughs> I need a dating game with like the three men. Right. And then I would and sit and let yeah. me choose without seeing. We talked questions. about that last year. For yeah. my birthday this year, I want the dating game. <laughs> We're definitely going to play the dating game live on two shows, back to back. <laughs> back to back. So um, it's a spider in the air right here in front of me. I thought I saw it, <laughs> but I wasn't right. sure. <laughs> 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 I quit. You quit. Right here. Right here. Are you going to grab it? Right here. We're going to take Come a quick little here. break. And we'll be right back. We'll be back with the spider. Around. Yeah, we'll be back with the spider. He's hanging out. What's his name? It's uh, Charlotte. It's Charlotte's <laughs> with. They talking about relationships. <laughs> the spider came down she to hang out. Came down. She's a single mom. She don't even care.
2018, I personally helped several people reclaim their healthy lives with a ketogenic lifestyle. Together with our team at Wakaya Perfection, we have helped over 4,000 people struggling with weight loss, burn off unwanted fat naturally, control hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and high cholesterol with our Beulah Fit Keto Fuel Shake and high-impact ginger and turmeric. Contact me for yours. Buttons about that keto life dot mywakaya.com. That's B-U-T-T-O-N-S-B-O-U-T-T-H-A-T-K-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot M-Y-W-A-K-A-Y-A dot com. Or call 202-875-3926. This is a keto-friendly diet and weight loss expectation is approximately one to two pounds per week. Individual results can and will vary. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? Vox Wave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Vox Wave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page, where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Android users, the VoxWave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. DJ Rick Entertainment. DJ Rick Entertainment, hottest DJ in the DMV area, CEO of Step Your Game Up and the Youth Project Show, the DJ on the Heartbeat Conga Hour, and sound engineer for a variety of bands. DJ Rick Entertainment is your number one company for all your stage and sound event needs. Call 202-390-1151. That's 202-390-1151. DJ Rick Entertainment. You're classified as good to go. Everybody. 
Welcome back to the Talk Around the Town. We have another special guest in the house, in the house tonight. We have another host from the Friends world. <laughs> the Friends world? Yeah, the Friends world. I'm MC world. Fran from the Fantastic Live Show each and every Saturday right here on VoxWave.com. Watch the show, tune in, pay attention, because she's going to give you some game and break some stuff down and let you know what it is. Thank we you. have another guest in the house tonight. Triumph Leader. Uh, you can catch me uh, Monday through Sunday, 24-7 in the uh, Shipley community or anywhere in the surrounding areas, giving back to the community. Love the kids. That's what we do. And for those that don't know, Shipley area is in Ward 8, Southeast, Washington, D.C., 220 is the zip code, or you say 2020. 32, Whatever, 30. 32, 30. You know, uh, might catch us all wearing 19, you know, 2019. Coming to Don't a hood matter. near you. Mentoring, education, tutoring, senior program, cheerleading. You know, so my man is um, kind of cat got his tongue tonight, so we're gonna help him out a little bit, Fran. You know, we're gonna get him, get him going, cause the guy is a motivational speaker. So hey, I, <laughs> this wasn't expected tonight. I, I wasn't expecting to be here, but I mean, I'm here. Yeah, always be on top of your game. I'm here always, all day long. <laughs> so help me out, Fran. So tell everybody, you know, again, what's your what's your goal, what's your purpose? Mm -hmm. Tell a little, but a little bit about your past and what people may not may. Have may not know about you? Um, well, uh, my goal is to save as many kids and as many lives as I can. Uh, and you're from here? Oh, most definitely. I'm from, uh, I'm, and see, here's the thing. This is what makes me so, uh, you know, different and, and, you know, distinct from everybody because I'm a, a thoroughbred, like, man from PG County and D.C. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I tell my story a lot. You know, I, I grew up in the city, but I went to all PG County schools. It, it wasn't, you know, a choice that I made. Of course, I was a child, so I can't make no choices. But, you know what I'm saying, um, this is why I give back to PG County and, you know, Ward 8. That's, you know, where I, you know, that that's what made me. You know, uh what they made me, you know, PG County, I would say, kind of raised me a little bit. Educational way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, that's what makes me distinct. Okay. You know, there's not a lot of people out here that will take pride in growing up in PG County and the city. I know a whole lot of men, and I'm sure you know them too, you know. I, I did it both. Like, <laughs> I mean, I went from Northwest to Southeast to PG to... I've been around, so yeah, man, it I, is what it is. I've been raised in a, quite a few systems. <laughs> my exactly, <laughs> quite a few systems. Exactly. But my uh, my goal is though is to uh, you know touch as many lives as I can. Um, I believe this is why you know God put me out here on earth is to do what I'm doing. This is why I'm so successful at what I'm doing. Um, it's a lot of things that I've done in my life, and I think that I I'm not gonna say I failed, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, I ain't doing it today because okay. it, it wasn't for me. Okay. What I'm doing right now is for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And anybody that knows me, you know, they know this is from the heart. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? This is why, you know, I just ran into you off the humble. And Absolutely. You know, um, I understand what you're saying for those, but for the people that really don't 
know you are aware of the programs and the, the mentoring program that you have going on, you have to really um, break it down for them. Because I know, I know exactly what you're saying because, you know, we homies, we grew well, up together. Ask me. Help, help me and out because I ain't used to this. Ask me. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Was there any one situation that happened um, growing up here? And I know it's a lot, you know, when you're, I'm not from here, so I know people judge you based on where you went to school and where you were raised. And if you say you're from here, then you're right. not from here and all this type of thing. But was there any one situation that was the turning point for you that made you say, okay, I need to reach out. I need to help, you know, um, the city in, in doing this. Like, you know, there's a Mahia Wilson situation or there, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to try my best, you know what I'm saying, to hold uh, tears. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And Don't get sentimental, bro. We, we drink nah, it <laughs> she just asked me a question. It's a, it's she a deep, she she just deep. asked me a deep question that y'all like touch home and you know what what made me do this? Break it down. It's when I lost my mother. You know at at a very young age and, and that night, you know that that she passed. She told me to come home. Mm. You know I was messing with a, a, a certain female at the time and. You know, I was young. I just bought my first car, 17. You know what I'm saying? At that time, you know, buying a car, like, that was that was that big. Was big. I yeah. just bought my first car. You know, and um, she, uh, I remember this night like it was yesterday. Um, she, uh, I was dealing with a female, and she said something was wrong with her and she had to go to the hospital or something like that my mother told me to come back home i wind up still took her to the hospital and um wind up staying over her house that night and she wasn't even really sick you know what i'm saying and um that night i kept getting a phone call and it was from one of my mother's friends and at that time uh I'm thinking the phone call is about something else, not knowing it's my mother dying. I ignored the phone call. You know what I'm saying? And uh phone call started probably about two, three o'clock in the morning and about seven o'clock came and I finally like let me answer the phone. When I finally answered the phone, you know, she was like, Where you been at? Your mother got rushed to the hospital, yada my mother just had a hysterectomy. You know what I'm saying? So I heard rush to the house, and I rushed in the house, walked to the door, I seen blood on the floor. Mm. And um, the song Aaliyah, what was that song? Uh, I Really Need Somebody or something like that? Tell Me Without Somebody. Exactly. That was my favorite song. Anybody that knows me, I love R&B music. I pull up at the, I'm in, excuse my language. I pull up at the shell, Willow Road, two, three o'clock in the morning, blasting whatever music I feel like playing at that time, slow music, whatever, I play it. But at that time, I loved that song. And when I went in the house and I seen a whole pool of blood on the floor, I knew my mother was supposed to be gone. So uh, I hurry up, rush down to Greater Southeast. Soon as I got in my car, cut the car on, that Aaliyah song was the first song that came on, almost mm. like I had to push play on it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That was the first song that came on. And still to this day, when I hear that song, it brings tears to my eyes. 
You know, they they can play that song right now, and like, yeah, I can be right in front of whoever, and yeah, it's, it, I'm gonna cry because that whole memory, that whole moment, and this is what made me. This is what got me to where I'm at. You know, you ask a question, so I'm gonna tell you. So, uh, man, I played that song. I mean, not played the song, but it came on, and I remember, man, hopping my car, man. I don't remember no lights. At that time, the subway wasn't there or nothing on Southern Avenue. Mm. Gone. You know what I'm saying? And I pulled up right in front of the emergency room. Walked in. I seen the little preacher guy. He already knew. Wasn't no good news. Mm. Told my mother passed and went in there, seen her that last time. And after that, I knew, shit, it's all I had left. You know, and I remember sitting... On Southern Avenue, between Deuce, at that time, the female I was messing with, I had moved with her and her mother on 22nd Street. I was 17 years old. I had just got kicked out of school. You know what I'm saying? And um, I sat on the, uh, between 22nd and on Southern Avenue for about four months straight, gone. I had lost everything, like my money and all that was gone. My father came through one day, and uh, I called him asked for some money. And he was like, you know what, I can't keep seeing you like this. He's like, get the stuff, let's go. Got him back and rode to school, and um, I started my own business. I caught my first charge. That's what made me start my own business. I caught my first charge like a few months after my mother passed. And um, the only way that I can... Uh, Youth, you know what I'm saying? The only way I can get youth is I had to get back in school and I had to have a job. I got back in school, started going to Oxon Hill, and uh, went flying everywhere where nobody hired me. So uh, my father had a conversation with me one day, and I still use, I talked to the youth about this. And um, he said, uh, you're supposed to be making all this money. Why don't you invest it in something? I said, invested in what? He said, think of something you're going to do. Think of something you're going to, you know, live on and you're going to do for the rest of your life and invest in it. So I'm thinking about, you know, what can I do? I, you know, every time I went to my father's house on weekends, whenever he came and got me, he had me washing his cars. The whole time, I'm thinking, you know, it's just my father, he using me for the weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The whole time. He was setting my life up, you know, so I, you know, I started my own detailing business. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and I was at 17 years old, and I did that all the way up until I was, uh, what, 27, 28, until I got locked up, you know, and that was the uh, three years I did. That was the longest bit I ever did, you know. It was different from doing, and you can, you know, vouch for this. It's a D.C. jail. Man, that's a place where I don't, I wish that not on anybody. I can imagine. You know, and it was a difference between going in, you know, two weeks, a month, something like that. You know what I'm saying? You know you come right back home. You ain't going nowhere. But the day I knew that I wasn't coming home no time soon, you know how you hit them, you watch a movie, you hear the doors close, da 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 When I heard that, 
I swear to God, on my mother's grave, it was like something just like transformed because I knew I wasn't coming home no time soon. So it was a difference between when I was going in there knowing that I was coming home sometime soon versus going in knowing I wasn't. So I had to transform and I had to, you know, <laughs> get on the same time frame as them. Right. I just seen a lot of men, well, I, I, I'm sorry, what I thought was men, come through that door, come through the side of the port, they don't even make it past it. They look, peep, see who in there, they gone checked in. You know what I'm saying? So to uh, be able to, you know. I saw dudes I thought was men. Yeah. They got a big commissary bag when they ain't going. She hit. You know, so um, it's a lot of things I went through in life that prepared me for this and prepared me to build this program because this program is real. Let's talk about the program. Um, every, I figured everybody has a little turning point in their mm -hmm. life, you know, uh, where, like, say, Mo Betta, you know, is out here doing his thing. And, and you know, I, back when I first came to DMV, we were all, it was a huge, big thing when we were all doing charity work, and it, it was lit to do that, you know, to oh. give back. And I spoke at Oak Hill to the kids and all these different things, and I see now that there is definitely a need for that, a need for something, something else, because a lot of that has gone away and dissipated, a lot of those different... Charity organizations that were here when I got to the DMV are no more. That's because, uh, you know, a lot of people lost heart. You know, it takes courage. Like, you know, um, I've been doing this for a long time, and I, I never wanted to, like, put it out there like that because I didn't want the publicity. Like, I was doing this from the heart. A lot of people coming, taking a picture. And you know what I'm saying? So, um, stay to see what, what's really going on. Well, I think since Murray and Bird left the office, everybody that came behind them was just trying to, you know, get in on the money, get in on the uh, on the, the politics to come up. You know, Murray and Bird was actually one of the first mayors. You know, he got caught in a scandal, but he was one of the mayors that cared about his city. He cared about his people. He, he tried to make sure that everybody got a piece of the pie one way or another, you know, regardless of what he did. You know, um, just like this brother, this brother, he goes in the communities where you got some brothers that don't want to hear, some sisters don't want to hear, and he reaches out to them, and somehow they end up making it to the program. You know, it, it might take a few, and you know, a lot of things run them off when you start talking about, oh, well, it costs this to do this and do, do this. And they be like, um, I ain't paying that. You know, then we set it up where it's the okay, well, look, we'll do this since you're a part of this neighborhood. And then that, that ran them off because they like, what? Who, who does that for? We ain't used to that. You know, but now, you know, the, the brother been doing it for a while, but he stepped out on his own and made, you know, in his first year, he has... Experienced a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Experienced a lot. Uh, I ain't think... Uh, trying to help a community would cost me so much. And I ain't talking about financial, just the emotional, you know, mental. but just the, the, the mental. Right. You know, I, I come out every day and um, no matter what I'm going through, by the time I see my youth every day, no matter what it is, with cheer, football, basketball, whatever the case may be, by the time I get to them, I forget about everything that happened. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's my job is to show them to stay strong. Right. And to keep on going. I can't come to practice moping and mad because what I'm going through, that defeats the purpose of what I'm doing. Right. Defeats everything. You know, and um these kids need hope. I mean, oh, oh, absolutely. That. I think it's absolutely off, but I think if everybody in this area or any area, if they kind of thought about their trauma and the things that happened to them and flipped it and gave back to the people that, you know, that has also happened to, you know, to make it uh, alert, you know, make it something to where people can identify with them and maybe, maybe, you know, help them out, it would be such a much better place. But I don't think people in the DMV are able to put their, their own stuff out there in order to help other people. Well, I'm trying to... Uh you know, open that door that and, and break that barrier, you know, to show that, you know, <laughs> no matter where you come from, you can do anything. Because anybody that knows me personally or even from the outside, if you know me, you know I came through a, a, a rocky situation. wasn't nothing handed to me. So for me to, you know, have this platform and do what I'm doing, I will continue every day to keep on going that extra step and taking that extra step, you know, to open up doors for anybody. <coughs> anybody. It's not just about me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I wake up every day now, you know what I'm saying, it's not ever been about me, but I have opened up a door. I've set a platform. I'm, I'm going to give an example, right? When he, when he brought this program to the uh, to the Mississippi Avenue area, Seventh Avenue, Mississippi Avenue, to that Ward A area. And the Ark has been very supportive. True. But you got, even though I'm part of the program, but they run around calling me Coach Kevin. <laughs> they ain't even calling me by my name. Coach Kevin. And, they be like, and then one of them be like, one of them smart out the bus, be like, that's not Coach Kevin, that's Coach Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was funny because a lot of kids I used to see in the neighborhood, didn't really know them, didn't really know their parents, or knew their parents and just didn't know that was their kids. And they gravitated to us so much. Like right now, I could see them, so they could be doing something bad and see me and then slide off and disappear because they don't want me saying what they're doing. You know, because they know we're a part of a program that's trying to better the, the youth and the community. So they'll be trying to slide away because they don't want us to see it. Right. And then you got some of them do it in front of us, and then we have to really pay attention mm-hmm. to them and watch them and learn how to guide them without, you know, getting making them have an attitude. Mm-hmm. This is definitely not an easy job. Right. <laughs> it, it's not easy. You know, um, I turn a lot of people away in my life because all I talk about is this program, you know, and I will continue to talk about it, and those ones that turn around and leave, them the ones I know that's not really men in my life. Right. And a lot of people will do that. You know, oh, a <clears> whole <throat> lot of them will. Bear but. witness to that, being an outsider looking in and coming in. It was just huge. You know, let's all get together and do this. But then when it stopped being self-serving for a lot of people and making them feel superior or like they've done something, you know, for the show of it, then everybody, like you said, just lost the heart and just mm-hmm. kind of dissipated or whatever. There's still a few of us and a few people who are still around here still wanting the best for our community and for people, you know, just in particular. You just said the key thing, the best for our community. Like, you know, right now, it's it's not, I, I wish I can save the world, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Right now, my focus is on 
Ward 8 and these surrounding areas around Ward 8 right. within PG County. Yes. I'm not talking Wardorf or, you know, Clinton or but something. No, I'm talking no, our, our surrounding areas where... necessarily because, not to cut you off, but we have so many brothers that's trying to do the same thing that's trying to come together. That's why I stay in my community. Right, I try to stay right. where I'm supposed to be at, but we, in we, my lane. We, we, we building a bridge with though we all come together and meet on common ground for the same pur purpose of bettering the community. Yeah. But believe it or not, even though we all try to better the community, it, you know, it, I, I've learned to still stay in my lane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because some people trying to better the community for the wrong reason. Look me, where the, where the camera at? Yeah. Right there. Look me, for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know? If you're going to better the community, better the community, not yourself. You don't always have to make a big, huge show about it. It doesn't always have to be posted. It doesn't always have to be, you, you know, know what I'm saying? The so, pat on the back is not what we're searching for. Uh -uh. The longevity and changing the community is, should be the only type of that's pat on the, the back. That's the only thing that, you know, I wake up and live for every day. And it's not just the youth. You know, it's a lot of, you know, men that I grew up with, you know, that I know that I might, you know, might be just a tad bit ahead of. But one thing about me, I don't leave nobody behind. It's up to you to, to keep up. You know what I'm saying? I open up the door for anybody. Anybody that knows me, I'm going to open up that door. It's up for you to keep up. But what I, what I do like from what I'm saying just within the neighborhood, there are a lot of brothers becoming conscious and waking up and trying to do something different. Shipley has a whole lot of talent and always has. We just been overlooked. You know, um, when I came with this program, people asking me, you know, uh, where you come from? The hell you mean where I come from? Walk two blocks away, you know what I'm saying? You'll see where I came from. I've been here. The Op, the Boys and Girls Club, all the stuff down there, yeah, we saw it, but in the shipping community, it wasn't open up to us. Mm -mm, not at first. If it was, it, all that stuff wasn't open up to the shipping community until this program came about. But it started a little bit before. It started before, but nobody, it wasn't opened up to the shipping community. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? So when I came about, they're like, where you, where you come from? You helping the side that <laughs> we said fuck you. So if you don't say fuck you, we're going to say fuck you. Mm -hmm. well, so I said fuck you because well, I chose my community, you know, and um, not to cut you off. Like, yeah. That's the problem. A lot of people sell their soul. Right. I agree they that. forget where they come from. They forget their whole purpose of why. You know, they started doing what they're doing. Well, these programs you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I, one thing about me, I'm going to stand on mine. And I'm going to stand on what I'm building. The Shipley community, we come a long way. Absolutely. Not knocking no other community because we all struggled in Ward 8. Absolutely. Ward 7, I might stop at Ward 6, but, you know, well, we all struggled. Wars. You know what I'm saying? I'm just speak for my own. Ward 8, man, 
it's a war zone. So to overcome that and to be able to give back, I'm going to do as long as, as long as I'm living and breathing, I'm going to do whatever I can to give back as much as possible to my community and the all surrounding areas. Whether it be Maryland, D.C., Virginia, Delaware, Detroit, New York, Alabama, Mississippi, Iowa, I don't care. One day, Triumph Leaders is going to touch all those communities. Because my plan is to touch souls throughout the whole United States. Yeah, and that's what I like because it's been days where, you know, I couldn't get off. And maybe I'm thinking I'm going to get off and they got me working another whole 18 hours. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. And now I'll be looking like, man, I thought we was getting off at 6. They're like, nah, man, we don't get off till tomorrow morning at 6. I'm like, <laughs> what? And I done missed the and whole game. Yeah, I done missed games. I done missed functions and everything because the job I had, it wouldn't allow me to participate like I want to. And I knew at the time where he had people there with him, with him. But it, the the chemistry, see, you got to have a certain balance when Absolutely. you're dealing with the community. You got to be able to put people in place that everybody get a different perspective from that they respect. You see what I'm saying? Because if they don't, they might respect him, but don't respect the people around you because they don't know them. They didn't watch them coming up. Mm-hmm. So they, they respect the advice. They listening, but they not really paying attention. So this year, hopefully, we're not going to let the cat out the bag, but we're definitely looking for sponsors for, um, what, 200 uniforms? 200 uniforms. Uh, we got, uh, we'll probably have more kids than that this year. 200 uniforms for cleats, helmets, pads. Shoulder you know, pads, uh, helmets, cleats. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also need things like uh, bleachers and goalposts, you know, and different things. We need help. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I I can go down the list, you know, but I can sum it all up by just saying we need help. And one thing about me, um, it's not a pride thing. I can easily get on social media and, you know, do a GoFundMe right. or ask for money, but the first thing they're going to say is, it's a scam. Uh, it's a scam. I'm looking for money. No, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that the whole time. It, it's not even that. They don't see where you done basically emptied out, your, emptied out all your funds, right. cars and places and different things trying to make this dream work. You know, it's not meant for them to see that part. No, it's not. It's meant for them to see the growth, right. the outcome. You know, because that part right there, they'll see that later, <laughs> and, on. later on. But also, too, like, that's part of your bio. You know Absolutely. What I mean? You know, that's, this is some of the steps you had to take to make your dream work, to make, to make the community. Sacrifice a lot. Exactly. So now this year we picked up, what, three different teams? We got uh, two different teams. We got catch em lines. We got triumphal lines. Shipping lines, you know, we are, we expanding. But not only that, we got the mentoring program for the youth, we got the senior program, and we got different things Community going on. Service the hours program, exactly. cheer program. Yeah, it's basketball. It's important that it comes Basketball, the flag football, mm-hmm. training. NFX. Uh, yeah, yeah, NFX. Flex football. So it's, it's a lot of things that we're trying to accomplish in the neighborhood, and, and 
to to give the kids an outlet for something to do instead of what they see. And that's the key thing. It's not, you know, what we're doing, Triumphal Leaders, it's not about us. It's about the kids. Right. And it's you important know, um, that the kids see that the community cares enough. Oh, absolutely. That they donate, that's not absolutely. just a GoFundMe for strangers to feel bad for them or whatever. It's important that they see, okay, this generation still cares about us and, and you know, that they're directed in a nice way. DMV is the hardest place of all the places that I've ever done charity, ever, because everything's a scam or everything's kind of Man. what you're going to do for me and this and that, where now I've kind of focus my attention on Virginia where I live and kind of locally taking care of those families and kids because like you said, it's emotionally really hard on you know and us. that's what keeps me dedicated to my community too because I know so many people are giving up yeah. so I know I can't mm -hmm. you know I don't care what I got to go through mm -hmm. I, I I know what it takes mm -hmm. you know to make sure that you know my community gets to the next level mm -hmm. so if I got to you know you know step that extra boundary to do that then you know i'm going to do that but also for those that contribute you know everything is um logged in it's put in the books we also um if person contribute or donated or whatever they can review the books at a certain point in time through his permission um however he works that out people know where their money is going yeah, oh, this, this is a, you have people here that want to be involved and have this is a legitimate 501c nonprofit organization like i say Excellent. i have been doing this for you know over 10 years mm -hmm. before i became a nonprofit that's why when i you know became a nonprofit and became public everybody wanted to know where i came from right because i'd been here mm -hmm. but I wasn't in it for what everybody else was in for. Right. But when I got to a point, you know, where I had to, you know, get the kids to a next level, I had to take it to a next level. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So I had to go public. Absolutely. I didn't, this was not in my plans when I first started this program. I, you know, uh, saving lives and helping as many as possible and this program growing the where is that? Yeah, that was the plan, but me, you know, uh, running for, you know, Ward 8 council member and, you know, pushing this nonprofit program, that wasn't in the plans. That's amazing. Congratulations. You know, oh, uh, you know, yeah, and... and got some stuff up his sleeve. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm running. Of, yeah, a lot of... I'm running, and, and it's, you know, and, and the, 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 the clear to talk up, you know, the, all the speculation. Yes, I am going to run to represent my community. You know, um... <laughs> We can't continue to be left out, like, like, um, and not just my community, but it's several other communities in Ward 8 that's being left out. I don't blame nobody, but, like, but I got to do something about like it. Like Ms. Hamilton said, the city should have never cut the funding for D.C. Parks and Rec. You know, they should have never did it. And, you know, um, that's a whole other story. We're not they even going to touch that. Because <laughs> I, I see you raise yeah. up. But, you know, that's, oh, that's a Ms. Hamilton. Yeah. Hey, Renata. You know, um... <laughs> It's a lot of fat dog. What's up, babe? It's a lot of people that, like you said, stop caring and stop having a heart for the community, and they stop give. They start not really want to give back to the community because so many people have uh, used the nonprofit to take advantage of the community. Right. So now it puts a black eye on the whole nonprofit thing. But what they don't tell you is that in order to become a nonprofit organization now. You have to jump through hoops and hurdles just to get it. <clears throat> I ain't jumping through no hoop and hurdles. I'm going to tell you to be myself and 
running this lane that I'm running, walking, driving, whatever the case may be, and I'm going to stay in this lane right here. Well, you make a good point because when I was a part of all these very top-name charities and nonprofits that were going on five, six years ago, do money was being donated a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Things are being donated a lot of it. And then it's like, okay, well, where is this money going necessarily? You guys are raising back. all this money. And, and I know of a lot of people who weren't working and throwing all these events and doing all these different things, but they kind of had money. And so it kind of affected me really uh, to kind of get out of that and kind of just kind of deal with deal with charity events and organizations that are not so well-known and not so well, everybody knows that well, person. Well, the only, when it, when it comes to that, I wish I can, you know, one day maybe I'll be able to uh, elaborate on, you know, how funding is and mm -hmm. how it's coming to the program mm -hmm. and how we can share with our kids. Maybe one day. Mm -hmm. But right now, the only, you know, I can say, Organization, organization, or, or, or you know, sponsorship that we've had has been from the op, not the Boys and Girls Club, not William C. Smith, nobody else, but the op. The op is the only people who believed in this program. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of people, Mr. Rasan, you had a lot of and Ms. Douglas that said they was going to do X, Y, Z. And they was only trying to put people around us in positions to steal ideas on the platform. I'm not even going to put it out there, you know, because I'm not, you know, I let people expose themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's been a lot of things done to me and this program that I can easily go in here and say, man, oh, this blah, 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 blah. But that ain't me. I'm going to continue to keep on doing me. And that does nothing. With, with a camera at? It's right there. Straight ahead. Try and stop me. You know what I'm saying? That's how I live my life. I don't worry about what it. You can do whatever you can. You can't stop God's plan. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. I don't care what you do. Absolutely. Put a gun in my head. But if it ain't God's time for me to die, Guess what? Something gonna happen to that gun and, and the trigger ain't going something, something. It might backfire on you, blow your head off. Cause you try to blow mine off. Stupid. Absolutely, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I see, I feel your passion, I feel your 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 aggressiveness with trying to make things come together. But like yeah. I said, it takes I can't do work. nothing but keep doing what I'm doing. It and, takes and, a teamwork to make a dream work. So people um we have a new this summer coming up. New uh, new trials for the football teams. Um, what's the ages uh, you doing? March thirtieth is our first trials. Oh, not we don't have trials. It's yeah, our first I mean, camp. First camp. Let me clear that up. First yeah. camp. Uh, what's that? Fifteenth in uh, Mississippi Avenue. Uh, that's our uh, Shipley location. Then we got Ketchum Elementary School. That's our Ketchum location. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be playing our home games uh, this year. To be announced, nobody else's business right now. But you know, we we will have a home location this year. Okay. We might gotta go outside our boundaries, but guess what? We hashtag still Shibley. Mm. No matter where we go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, Just know all, it's all, all I can do is continue to be me. This, this year, next year, the year after that, the year after that, and the year after that. You know, um. Don't mistake my uh, confidence for cockiness. 
I'm just very confident with myself, and I'm confident in what I do. A lot of people can't take me. I would say you just you, you have that hunger, that hunger where it's though you're passionate about what you believe in. Man. And it's for a great cause and for the better of the community. So how can you not feel good about that and not care what any unless they're trying to help? They're you know either you're with us or you're in the way. I mean, it's yeah, feel pretty about much. It. That's how I feel. Pretty so much. for those who are watching and tuning in. You know, um, like I said, we need uh, 200 uniforms, maybe more. We need different things for the, the boys' football team, the girls' cheerleading, basketball, and other youth programs that we have going on. You know, um, like I said, the, the ARC has played a big part in helping, you know, our mission be successful. You know, so shout out to the ARC, you know, and a shout out to the people who behind the scenes helping it with the movement. But um, we now we need a community. Absolutely. Before it's too before we get too close to the season, and, and we scrambling and trying to you know get everything ourselves. And again, um, you know, uh, this is a nonprofit organization, so nothing is hidden. You know, anything you want to know, you know, financially, whatever the case may be, is open. There ain't no secrets. Absolutely. You know, but um. Like I said, uh, you know, the only help we're getting right now, you know, is from the yeah. You know, I ain't talked to you because, you know, I had the old lady in the wheelchair. I'm not going to say her name, but I had the old lady in the wheelchair. It was part of the senior uh, mental program who used to worry me all day long for something. She's basically like my client, basically. And, you know, she pays. And um, her family uh, wouldn't even put her, you know, um, funeral services, you know, in the building in the old folks' home to let the people know who cared about the lady. And a lot of people was wondering, um, why is that? But you don't know how people deal with a person's death. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, if they want people to be there, something to come out of there, let somebody know. But if not, you know, rest in peace, miss, you know, oh, death. You know, um, that's a touchy situation there because, you know, we, nobody wants okay. to see, you know, nobody pass along. So, um, yeah, so we, it, it, well, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care what time of day or the night is. I used to have to cut my phone off because she would call me so much and I'd be like, oh my God. You know what I mean? I, I would just be like, can I get some sleep? Can I can I eat? Can I relax? Well, no, baby, I need something from the store. Baby, I need this. Or baby, I need that. Or can you just come talk to me? Or can you? Sometimes that's I'd all we like, want is somebody to talk yeah. to, somebody that you need. If you're a geriatric person who's older, you, you want that, just even if it is well, telling I, you to get something. I pretty much, it, at first it was kind of rough when I first started dealing with her because she was so high strung and she was so aggressive in her tone, she don't she didn't know how to deal with people. You know what I mean? If you wasn't helping her or if she you know, she might have thought she was trying to run game or do something to her, whatever. But if you wasn't helping her, she would cuss you out and go on you. She wasn't trying to hit. But after I'ma say weeks and weeks and weeks, 
You know, I used to have to cuss her out sometimes. I used to have I used to have to go on her, and I used to have to tell her, "Look, I'm not your grandson. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to put you on my taxes. I'm not your grandson. <laughs> like, you're getting on my nerves. Mama, go to sleep. Go home. Mama, button your coat. Put your hat on. You know, a lot of different things. And I'd be like, Mama, you, well, baby, I I got to go. Listen, you need to go in the house. Baby, I don't feel good. So she had me fooled though. I'm gonna tell you how she had me fooled. Cause I always thought she was in a wheelchair, right? So one day she got sick and went to the hospital, you know, uh, Greater Southeast, United Medical something. And she went to the hospital. Be careful. United Medical something. I advise y'all don't go there. Stay away from there. Something, something. Yeah. I had two kids born in there. But, you know, she went there. So when I get her there, when I get her there, right, well, she like, because she wanted me to come pick her up, and the, um, the van was taking too long, Metro Access was taking too long. So I go there, I pick her up. So I'm like, Mama, how you going to move? Where your wheelchair at? I said, first of all, where am I going to put your wheelchair at? It's too big to go on my cop. Mama said, oh, I can walk. I'm good. Let's go. I look. I said, oh, you been running game this whole time. <laughs> she was walking. Man, she walked right up all the, like, I'm talking about, lit, got up and just walked out. I say, oh. Was Michael all staying around? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. This was. Because she started my patient. Last year. Yeah, and on the sixth or seventh floor, your mother. Your mother? Nah, it wasn't my mother. My mother was <laughs> Who mother? Whoever you talking about. We talking about one of our, uh, we have a senior mentoring program. So we came to you. But well, you know, um, with, with the senior program, um, <coughs> speaking of now that you brought that up, uh, the whole purpose of the senior program is to you know get a senior something that you know we got to help them. Mm -hmm. You know, we know we have a lot of seniors that might be strung out, whatever the case may whatever be, but we can't leave them left behind. No. Right. No, you know, people. they, believe it or not, as long as they're alive, they paid the way for us. Right. Because there's something that they done went through that's probably why they're strung out on what they're on. Mm -hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? You can't, can't judge nobody's background. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? So you have to have something in place, not just for the youth. Now, um, right now, I wish that I can, you know, if I had the proper funding coming in, I can do everything I need to do for the seniors. Well, I'm not to cut you off. Um, it's a program that goes on on Valley Avenue every year. Well, I'm talking about right now. No, no, just hear me out, hear me out. It's a program that goes on on Valley Avenue every year. Not Valley. Is that Valley? Yeah, Valley. Right. Where they give something back to all the seniors in that community, like from from Nella Road to South Calvary. But it don't need to just be no special occasion to give back. Right. Absolutely. It needs to be all the time. Absolutely. But it, it it takes a certain heart to do that. Absolutely. I got that heart. Mm -hmm. I can't speak for the next man or woman. I do it every day. You know what I'm saying? But I got that heart we had one to, to give back every day. We had one Not client, just a right? special occasion. When the radio because, or when it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, I don't care about all look, of that. We had one client, though. You know, my man probably laughing at me if he watched the show, right? He go over to the client's house, 
and the client comes to the door literally with a shirt on, no pants, no drawers, no nothing. <laughs> and my man called me like, man, you ain't gonna believe this. I said, what? He said, man, he came to the door with everything hanging out, just with a t-shirt on. <laughs> I said, oh, I said, that's rough. But it, once he explained the, the guy's condition, you know, um, the guy really can't wear clothes because he uh, uh, do something in his clothes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's one or two, if y'all know what I'm saying. But the guy, um, the, I mean, I haven't ran into that account yet where I'm going over a client's house and they just, you know, just shirt on me. Well, it takes a certain person to have to do that. I know lots of people who do home health aid Special care people, and things right. like that. I can't do it because I emotionally just cannot uh, especially if they pass away, that's not something that I can really like deal with. So I chose not to. But I'm also queasy in some ways, you know. But there are special people—people people who save lives, nurses and doctors, and people who go in who can change their diapers and give them baths and all these things that they deserve because they're still human beings. And I wish that I had that, and I wish that I was wasn't so emotionally attached, I guess, too, to home, you know, older people, homeless people, things like that, and try to separate that enough to be able to do that. But you have to have a certain type of stomach, a certain type of courage, you know, dealing with people hitting you, spitting at you, throwing things at you, mm -hmm. and you can't be mad, and you can't be angry. These are people just like anybody else, but if Absolutely. they're in their older geriatric age, they're not gonna change. So you have to metamorphosize and change yourself to adhere to how they need to be treated and taken Absolutely. care of. Absolutely. They, they will uh, compromise a little bit, especially when they see you genuine about helping them. Mm -hmm. You know, they will, kind of stop what they're doing, as we say. I'm not saying be beat down or be, right. um, have anybody, uh, you know, abuse you or anything like mm -hmm. that, but it, it just takes a certain soul to be able to deal with all kinds of things like that, whether Absolutely. it be older people, it be homeless people, it be children. It takes a certain heart. Yeah, a certain heart just to keep doing <laughs> Everybody it. Everybody don't have it. So but remember it how you said, a... I stay in my lane. My lane yeah. isn't necessarily older people, so I just work with the children and the families and the, the young pregnant women and the, the girls at Oak Hill, you know what I mean? People that I can really identify with. I've never had older people in my life. I've never had grandparents and all those types of things, you know, so I wouldn't necessarily have that. So instead of me just saying, oh, I can't do it, just find another lane that it does suit me to where mm -hmm. I can give back every single day. Absolutely. Because I'm not certified to be a, a doctor or a nurse, so that, that's somebody else's lane. Right. So you just find somebody else who needs help and continue on the purpose and the path and, and what we're here to do. Because, I mean, that's what I'm here to do. Yeah, you know, I, I, I bounced in many lanes until I found my own lane. And when I found my lane, yeah, man. Honestly, like, you know, through my um, trials and tribulations, I had to step up a few times, like to be the E-man or the Grand Sheik or different things, and I didn't think that was in me. You know, until I stepped out there. Man. Well, it was until I stepped out there on, on faith and was like, we need this. So somebody has to step up and do it. That's why I and do then, what I do. Um, when I came home, um, my first week home, you know, a week later was like Christmas. And the brothers, you know, I'm talking about the brothers with another non-profit organization, had me outside giving back to the same place I just left from. Just walked out the doors maybe a week ago. We out there giving back toothpaste, deodorant, soap, socks, mm -hmm. food, everything they need. And I'm looking like, oh, I just can't, oh, I need that. But I couldn't block they blessings. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just like, man, I get mine later on. Man, you know, it's, and again, you know, it takes a certain type of heart. You know, to give when you ain't got. Right. 
but to still give, that takes a certain heart. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, what you give of is what you receive. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, uh, don't let the smooth taste fool you. You know, Billy D. Um, Williams, he just came for you. <laughs> you he know, did. don't, you know, a lot of people get people looks mistaken. You know what I'm saying? It's called stereotype. Exactly. Don't judge the book by its cover. You know, uh, it's all about, you know, courage, loyalty, and stamina nowadays. Stamina. Can't do nothing without that because you got to be able to take everything. Right. You can't give in. But it takes stamina to be able to withhold and maintain whatever you're going through. I can't speak for the next man or woman. I only can speak for myself. But all that patience, that integrity, all that stuff you got to hold in, it takes a whole lot of stamina. To hold that in. You know, that's the facts of life. When you learn the facts of life and you start living your life by the facts of your life, not nobody else's, you'll see yourself going somewhere. You better watch out, Kim Fields. He just came for you. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, you're, absol you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, just as you said before, you know, people don't. You know, I was, one, years ago we were uh, feeding the homeless at Martha's Kitchen, and I literally had no money and I hadn't eaten in days, you know what I mean? But it's like you have that inner thing that pushes you to keep going, and I'm like, these people haven't eaten in weeks, you know, and I sat around and got to know them and had the conversations with them, and it's like, you put all of that other stuff aside, and, and mm -hmm. me living in my car at the same time, but I want my soul to be fed in a different way if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I never, you know, talked about that or told anybody that because it wasn't about me, but I found something that I have been through that means the world to me now, and that's what motivates me to continue to keep going, keep pushing, hunger, homelessness. What, what, and whatever I'm missing, God's going to fill me with. Right. right. So if I miss three meals, mm -hmm. maybe on that fourth day, God, he's going to replenish me with all that. Might get a loaf of bread. Years later. You know what I'm saying? No but, fish. you know what I'm saying? If he got you on a job, on your course at that time, sometimes in order to eat, <laughs> you got to starve. Right. In order to eat, you got to starve. I needed to be humbled and have humility. Exactly. And that's why, you know, I know what it is. I, I come from the bottom. The gutter. Anybody can tell me I came from anything different. Please call in, ring my phone, Google me, uh, Vox Wave, Google, Google somebody. But why you look right there? Vox Wave. But no, nah, I was looking at the name. I was making yeah, sure I yeah, had it right. Yeah, okay. But if, if you know anything different about me, please call in. But I come from nothing. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna save some. My story will come out, you know, more and more. You know, as I get revealed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I come from the gutter. Well, so I'm hungry. 
before the time runs out, tell people where they can find your website, where they can find your information. www.triumphalleadersmentoring.org. You can catch us anywhere in the Shipley community, uh, the Temple Hills, Oxon Hill area. Um, catch them Lions, uh, catch them elementary school. You can catch us down there uh, in the Good, Good Hope Road area. Email or something so they can find you. Uh, email info at triumphalleadersmentoring.org. Um, you know, I, I'm not a hard person to find. Or you uh, can DM me or call me or... You can call in at 240-719-2560 if you have any questions before we go off the air. So feel free. Let me say this right quick before we go off the air. Okay. I'm dedicated to my community, to giving back, and it's all about change with me. You know, um, again, I'm going to make this real clear. I don't knock anybody. Murray Burry, Bowser Murray. <laughs> that was actually a really nice. Did he just pull a Jesse Jackson? <laughs> oh. Wow. Did he say Mickey Mouse? I didn't say that, man. <laughs> Bowser Murray. You know. Bowser Murray. Bowser Murray. Okay. I don't Murray and Bowser. <laughs> Bowser Murray. Okay. I don't knock nobody for I what they've that. done, but I know, you know, my intentions and you know I know my worth. Ooh, I, I know what I, I could do, not I just for uh, not just for my community, not just for my ward, but I know what I can do for the whole district. You know, That's right. I don't want it's not just about me eating. Mm-hmm. Everybody eat. Well, I'm hungry. Everybody, I'm I'm hungry too. So as I put food on my plate, so I can feed my kids. It's not just about me and my kids. That's why this program is going. Mm-hmm. I want to see you eat. You eat, you eat, you eat, you eat. Everybody over. Everybody eat. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but um, we know we just we just kicking it a little bit and giving y'all info and letting y'all know about the Triumph for Leaders nonprofit organization. It's a lot of things going on in the Shipley community. Just just be prepared. We got a, you know a lot of uh, local you know rap artists coming up. Uh, you know well, uh, we we gonna we gonna expose that at a later time because. You know, it's a lot of time in the DMV, and we're going to um, put something together for them soon. Also, too, we're working on a, we having something in the Shipley community, Parkland community coming up real soon. All summer we're long. Though, we're all summer long, but right now we got three specific dates we're working on real soon. Whereas though, we might broadcast live if, if it's, you know, uh, in the pile would happen, or we might... Um, but it's gonna be moon bounce, rock climbing, you know, different stands and stuff like that in the community. Shout out to the homies uh, uh, who put this first idea together, you know, um, that's happening real soon. You know, free the homies that put it together. They in, you got brothers inside the prison system that's coming together, trying to do something for the kids in the community. It's all about These brothers got back. life in the rack of time trying to get back to the community from the prison. So that says a lot about the movement and what we're doing in our neighborhood. When you got brothers coming to us trying to set up programs while they're in prison, and they really need to fund them, but they're trying to fund us to do stuff in the neighborhood. That says a lot. So you can find us at, you, can, you know, if you want to email me, it's S-K-I-B-O-E-N-T 
202 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram if you like at Francis 505 and I'm here each and every Saturday from 8 o'clock on VoxRave.com with a fantastic live show. Um, definitely everybody knows that I'm a philanthropist, so of course we're all connected in some way and it's all about love for the community and we're going to keep pushing and keep going. Um, there's no stopping, you know, us because no this is our future. These are our, you know, these are our kids and I don't want my future of America to feel like they had no choice but to do such and such because they had no guidance. So, you know, cheers to you. So, if Trump, if you want to support the movement before you get kicked out of office, <laughs> we, we appreciate the help. Go on about your business, Trump. I don't <laughs> yeah. even. No, I don't have any words for it. No, but, but anyway. I'm fine. Absolutely not. But anybody want to support the uh, nonprofit organization, shout out to the whole foundation. They're also in the community advocating to uplift the community. Shout out to all the programs in the community. I was going to say that shout out to all the programs yeah. in the community that's, you know, helping out, you know. But uh, shout out to all the programs that's not just trying to help yeah, them. You know what I'm saying? We all got to help each other. Right. That's okay. the only way that we can help the community. Yeah. can't do it by yourself. And stop trying to steal our kids for your football team. Yeah. Stop trying to steal <laughs> all our ideas, too. Yeah. But uh, how you doing? stop trying to steal our cheerleaders. Yeah, stop trying to sell our basketball players. Yeah, but that's camera right there. Yeah, that's the camera. Leave. <laughs> Y'all breaking the law, the rules of the league. The, the rules of the league say Somebody you can't steal stop. people's players. It's so, all. It is what it is. But you know, Fran's about to go in. But each and every Saturday, you can catch us from nine to eleven. Sponsored by Skibo Records, Fox Wave. Tune in. Uh-oh, somebody phone jumping already. We ain't got off the air yet. Tune in each and every week. We might bring you something each and every week, something different. We might have a nurse's reunion on here. You know, uh, a greater Southeast. Oh, <laughs> 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 so catch us each and every week from 9 to 11. Peace. Two else but crank and 808. Where you at, Billy the Kid? Going out to my man Billy the Kid, man, always showing love. Billy the Kid told me I was in his top five, man. I really appreciate that, Billy. Hey, Billy. Just a little something to get you warmed up right now. We're going to party with all the casters in the house, yo. Y'all about ready to warm up? Come on, let's get with it, Rhea. Yeah. Just a little too still to get you warmed up tonight, tonight. Yeah. Oh, what? Like I said, this is a cancer celebration this evening, y'all. Yeah.